Read my lips, read my lips, read them and weep. Oh, I was making a meme. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse with Billy and Steve. What's up, what's up? Billy. And I am Steve. Dude, the Tampa Bay lost yesterday, last night. Yeah. Did you watch it? Some of it. I think I told Amy to, she asked who she pick. I told her probably Baltimore. I, I'm like. Both teams are crappy, so it's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like, I, like I didn't watch any sports last night. Janice and I just hung out. And when I just said a second ago, I can't believe this, it's because I, I thought to myself, huh, how did the game go last night? And I, cl- and I was like. <gasps> oh, yeah? No, I, it was. We were because she has she has Tom Brady on her fantasy team. Uh-huh. She's like, do I play him or not? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like Baltimore goes ahead early, does great the first three quarters of the game, and completely craps out in the fourth quarter. And Tampa Bay's playing at home. They have all their most of their weapons, like if not all their weapons. There's no need for them to not win this game, especially it's Thursday night. Silliness happens on Thursday night. You know, go ahead and you know start Brady. He'll get you points, but winning is a different story. Now she at work she has at work she has a um like a work pool. And mm-hmm. she's like, Who do I who do I pick? Who do I pick? And I said both teams are probably gonna lose if they play anybody else. I'd maybe go home team, Balt um uh Tampa Bay. I said, but they're just bad right now. You know, Baltimore is always doing good and craps it at the end. So, you know, I didn't I didn't ask her who she picked. I mean, I'll text her and see because I'm curious. But I was that a game like that, you go with the home team because both are horrible at the moment. I, I mean, this is. I mean, this probably is going to be his last year, man. Tom Brady, that is. I mean, this is. And look, his numbers aren't really that bad, uh, other than his accuracy. I mean, he's. Let me see. It said that he's sixty um, percent yesterday, which I guess is not bad. But there was there used to be a time that used to be great, you know. But now most people are throwing, you know, within. You know, sixty-five percent. Well, I've told you many times before, numbers lie. Don't be one of these people that think your numbers don't lie. Right, right. But I'm I'm looking at the QBR, right? And so, no interceptions. I'm looking to see, okay, what could have brought his numbers down where his QBR is under ninety, under ninety. Comparatively speaking, uh, Lamar Jackson's one hundred and four. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, what could what could be the difference? The only significant difference in their stats is the completion rate. Yeah. Oh, and one more touchdown, you know, and he and uh, Lamar well, one more touchdown. Touchdowns help out, but it's not that. It's what's your yards per attempt? Are you connecting twenty plus, ten plus, or under ten? If you're connecting more of those, you're Q, like that's why those like QBR is a specific ESPN stat. It's not a real NFL stat. Really? Yeah. It's it's your it's your passer rating. Okay. The highest you can get, I think, is like one fifty three point eight or one fifty seven point three, something like that. Okay. QBR is something that ESPN did, and whether it took off or not, I don't know, but it's just, it was a specific ESPN stat. Okay. Because, I mean, what other sports, Fox Sports gets like 2% of the ratings. Whatever, two, like ESPN is the NLB, at least at one point, so they have their own rating. Okay. So they, they mention all the time, oh, the QBR is this. Okay, I mean, what does that mean? Well, I hear you, but but all, all you could do is compare it to other but quarterbacks. But you might not read it in the QBR see. because QBR stops at 100, I believe. The, the the quarterback their their passer rating goes like one hundred and fifty eight point three or some very bizarre well, number. Well, it says QB rate. Yeah. Well, who knows? It says QB rate. But yeah, it, they measure it as if are you throwing the ball down the field? 
Are you not throwing the ball down the field? Are you, you know, screens? Like if you if you complete 15 screens in a row, you're you know you're 15 straight passes. You have 100% QBR, 100% rating, whatever it is. But if you connect and you and you, and you only get five yards a shot, but you connect one 70 yard bomb and get down to the goal line, you're one for 14. That was the bigger, better play. The the 15 passes for five, for five yards didn't do anything for you. Right. So so that's why all that stuff is is silly. I I understand that there's that you gotta you gotta judge everything based on um, yeah. a graph, but I'm just saying on balance, um, Tom threw for more yards. He his uh, yards per attempt were higher. The only thing that seemed to be significant is his percentage rate. Like it was 10 percent lower than um, Baltimore, and um, he had one less touchdown. That's it. I don't know how they rate him, yeah, but. So just based on the number, deal. you think he had that? Uh, but let me see. And Baltimore. Amy took Tampa Bay last night. So uh, she, she, she definitely she lost. She didn't that listen one. to you. Um, and Jackson, he ran yesterday four point eight uh, four point eight yards per run. He wasn't running that often. That's what they, he started running towards the end of the second quarter in yeah. the second half because he was. They were trying. They even made a point of it. Like he's got to take off soon enough because they got nothing going on offense and they had nothing. Yeah. I mean, I I like him. I think he's a decent dude. But man, they are—he he is not a good quarterback. Their offense is very bad. It's run; they got to run the ball. I mean, he's running. Gus Edwards is running. Plus, on top of that, um, Ed, uh, Mark Andrews gets hurt. In my opinion, the best tight end in the NFL. Like, I don't even think there's a close second. He gets hurt, and they're then again. Gus Edwards comes back. They had J.K. Dobbins start. He got hurt. I mean, they—they're rotating guys back and forth as far as running goes. But they're a run team, and he should be passing a little bit. There was one pass last night. Uh, I think Robinson streaked down the sideline, and he threw a laser at him. He was like 30 yards down the field, just sailed right over his head. I'm like, bro, you got to arc it. Touch, you got to put touch, touch right. man. And he gunned it. It's, He's I'm, got an arm, but he he does not know how to throw a football. I'll be very interested to see what happens at the end of this year. Like, are they going to re-up with him? He's playing and, on a, on his final year. I know, I know, but I'm just curious because I heard um, a coach JB said that his prediction is that at the end of the year they're getting rid of everybody. I could see GM, that. coach, <clears throat> Lamar, screw. I could see that. You it's know, been twenty something years you, with um uh, maybe around twenty years, fifteen years maybe with Harbaugh. Yeah. So, but he's just I, I don't know if it's twenty yet, but I mean, wh- whenever was, I mean, it doesn't matter. Long enough. Yeah. Where he, it's he like, won the Super Bowl. We got to scrap last, this about ten years ago. Right. I think he won it when Joe Flacco won it. So mm-hmm. he's been there. I think for the two Super Bowls, maybe. I, I, when you said I that, mean, I was one, trying to I mean, think. One, not, the, sure not the Flacco, first one, yeah, Flacco, but I don't. That was know. about ten years ago. I would say five, six, seven years ago. Oh, you know, it was only one because I remember the coach for the first one. Yeah, it was, it was that, uh, Billet, um, Brian Billick. Yeah, Brian Billick, right. But anyway, the point is that I'd be curious to see what happens because if that really happens, do you understand the the seismic shift that's going to happen in the NFL? If they end up saying, no. you, don't, you don't believe that? No. Because I think that if it, <laughs> it takes one team to have the guts to say, we ain't we ain't running this type of you know what I'm saying they there's all only, do it. There's only so far we're gonna go with this. They they Cordell Stewart did it. He dud it out. Well, no, he, look, they gave um, they gave Wilson a, a ton of money, right? They they um, listen. Justin Fields, they we're gonna see if they give him a ton of money. I hope they don't. But I, oh, no, no, forget that. Kyler Murray, they gave Kyler Murray a ton of money, right? So Justin Fields, you can already see he's not working out. 
uh, Trey Lance in San Francisco, he really got he got hurt, so it's, the jury's still out. But mm-hmm. they have these quarterbacks who are these run type quarterbacks. That I'm curious, are they going to get to a point where we're going to draft you, run you for five years, and draft another quarterback? Is well, that, that going to be what they said they were going to do with Lamar Jackson? But uh, but he's is this his fifth year? Uh, possibly. He's not. It's not. He's not been there for too long. I would say fifth year. I would say. Okay. He, he came in with Josh Allen. So this is. So this is. So you're saying that this is the first time to put this to the test, whether or not we're going to do this. I know you said that this. Uh, this is what they said they're going to do. Yeah. But well, if they them, actually yeah. do it, I believe that that's going to be the norm now. Like quarterbacks going to know. Like I'm going to be. I'm a running back now. But they like, know, running backs only get one contract. But they know that anyway. But at the same time, they know that with Kyler Murray, they still signed him. They know he's not good, but, but, they, but that's but what I'm the saying. coaches, the right. coaches know for my offense to run perfectly, I need a mobile quarterback. The problem is they don't get mobile quarterbacks; they get running quarterbacks. Running quarterbacks aren't that good, so no, they're going to keep drafting these guys. Lamar Jackson, five years, has not done anything. Justin Fields is a rookie. Jalen Hurts is a rookie. They're doing stuff now. Michael Vick, oh my God, great! He never won anything, you know. So they've had this for a while. They know these guys are not going to be able to throw the ball, but they believe in themselves that their system will work if they get the right guy who can run the ball enough, pass it a little bit. The problem is their passing a little isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. So, no, they'll do it. They'll blow it up. They do it all the time. They ain't going to make a difference. I, not going to make a difference in what sense? And and, coach, and coaches drafting these quarterbacks. It's never going to change. They think I, I, they're no, good no, no. enough. Listen, I don't think, I'm not saying that they weren't going to draft them, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that when you think of a quarterback, you – Teams normally want a quarterback, a generational quarterback, twenty years, fifteen, yeah, yeah. at least double digits, right? Yeah. But to go into it saying five years and we're out, to me that's that's, revo- that's revolutionary. Yeah, you know, that's I can a see change. That. Well, I mean, they were the first ones that say it, and you know, they they said we got about four or five years out of them, and we'll go from there. And they're in their fifth year, and so they already, stick to what they said. <laughs> they're already moving forward. Someone's going to pay for them for sure. I could see Tennessee paying for them. I could see a team well, like no, Tennessee. Carolina. Got, Tennessee has. Uh, Who's backing uh, Tannehill up? They, they they drafted the Lamar Hill. Yeah, and they so again I, I forgot his name. He's still now. a backup. Jack, is it Jackson? I don't know. He's still a backup. Right. But they pulled him in the preseason because he didn't throw the ball enough. So he's so you have a guy you know is not going to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that team can run the ball fantastically. So you have Derrick Henry who can run the ball, and you have a quarterback who's not a threat to throw. But a threat to also run, so you have to spy him, and you shoot it to the other side to a uh, sweep the other side to Henry. He could take off. You have a guy who's your rookie back there, who's not going to be good enough, at least not now. So they may go for him. You have again, Cleveland may need somebody. Deshaun Watson isn't going to work out, in my opinion. You have Detroit. They're not. They're not. You know, they why? got. Why do you, Why do you say that? Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he's not good. You know, I heard someone say that he's not good. In fact, you know, Deshaun Watson's best comparable player, I would say, from from memory, is probably somebody like um, like Donovan McNabb. They, they have oh. a good they have a good deep ball. They're not running quarterbacks. They don't move. They don't use their feet as their first and second option. They really kind of wait till the very end, and then they'll take off inside the five. They're a threat to run because they're not speedsters. They're not um, cutting and dashing like Lamar Jackson is, but they've got speed to hit the corner and run. So that's where he's most comparable to, which means you need guys around you. You're, you're not going to be able – he doesn't have a good 5-yard in, 10-yard in, crossing. He throws the ball behind the guys. Mm-hmm. He has a good deep ball like most quarterbacks do. But he's not He's not going to be in there you know, winning. That's not – I don't see that happening at all. 
Um, interesting. I, I, man, there's something you said. Because Lamar Jackson's young. He's five years. So they think, okay, maybe we can get three more years out of this guy. So you go to a team who's a contender. Right. You know, look at, oh. they, want, they want to get Trey Lance a shot. They don't like Garoppolo. He may end up over there in San Francisco. He, they want a, mo- a running quarterback. They want to help that offense. That offense is, is set on running more than not, Malik, even from the quarterback. Malik, Malik Willis, that's the guy from Tana, yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, and they, and they pulled him in the preseason and said, listen, dude, you run the ball too much. And they pulled him out of the game. Okay. Vrabel said, he goes, no, we want to pass the ball more. They, they, this isn't going to cut it. Right. So, But again, Lamar Jackson is a proven runner, so maybe you take that for a couple of years. Right. You know? I remember uh, as much as like Tannehill, he's not the guy that's going to get you over the top. Today, when we started talking, I was like, "Man, did we meet on Monday?" And the reason I thought that is because we didn't talk any football at all. Because I mean, we well, got Buffalo some, didn't play, so I wasn't uh, really you know paying attention. Oh man, but, but I mean, I paid attention, but I wasn't really like, "Oh my God, football!" So, that, so you, so you're not a fan of football? Yeah, I watched it, but it's not. It doesn't pique my interest to talk about it unless like it's brought up. Okay. Then the floodgates will open, and everything I watched will will come. We'll out. come back to you. Mm-hmm. Last weekend. So we've you've known me long enough, and I told you I hate being outside, right? Like yeah. I, the the idea of sweating is just does nothing for me, right? Unless I'm sweating in AC, but I do not want to be outside. Last weekend was such a beautiful weekend. Janice spent almost all weekend sitting by the pool, either in the mm-hmm. pool or by the pool, and I actually, for the first time, got in the pool. <laughs> last weekend and I mean I was like wow man this is how the other half lives man well no <laughs> <You know? laughs> they don't live in the pool in, in October well, they live in the pool in July in July right right nice. but it was but but I'm just saying <laughs> the last couple of weekends I've been it's still cold in here we haven't, we've not gone in but we talked about it it's nice enough where you can even be outside and just relax and just relax and yeah. just chill but then the urge to go in comes in, and it's like, damn, that water is probably cold. It was though. freezing. It was yeah. freezing. I jumped in. I had to. I put my fit, my foot in, and it was like, oh my goodness! Now I know what Billy. Because you actually said a couple of weeks ago that it's starting to get cold. So it's yeah. like you got, you're in your last elements you're of being very going little to the bit pool. Left. So I put my foot in. It's like, oh my goodness, it's cold. So I just ran and jumped See, in. It, that's how. That's how the only way to do it. Because yeah. after about two or three minutes, as long as your shoulders are under the water, it has to be under the you're water. You're gonna feel great. Yeah. It's gonna feel. And I, I keep saying, man, the only way I can describe it, it is refreshing. And my mom, Karina, you got a dork. I'm like, listen, that's fine. But I, I can't think of another way to say it. You're uh-huh. in the water. It's it's like a cold blanket, and it's refreshing. And you're yeah. like, bro, you you need to get it together. Like, where's your man card? Give it to me. It's refreshing. It feels so good. Listen, man card, I don't think most people would jump in cold water. You don't say the word refreshing. Oh, you don't say, oh, how's oh, the okay. pool feel? <laughs> ah, it's refreshing. Get in. Okay. Because we have the big sun shelf. Right. So we walk in, it's about six inches of water to the top. So it is relatively warm. Not Even when it's cold outside, it's, it's a little chill, but it's like, oh, it's not bad. So you get brave. You walk down the steps. But like, oh, yeah, it's nice and warm. And you walk down three, you know, two steps from six inches to three feet. And there's a difference. Yes. But you're walking in such confidence. Oh, I'm feeling good. Oh, God. (laughs) And you're locked up. You're like, nothing I can do. I'm already in. Might as well just fall into the water. Yeah. Because it is cold, man. God. Brella gets in. Her face is purple. Liam will eventually get in. Listen, I respect that. She actually gets in? Oh, she gets in. She jumps. Even when Liam was two or three years old, he jumped my parents' pool. They'd be swimming in November. Like wow. they get in, they purple. Like you're cold. No, I'm not. <laughs> Chattering teeth. Brella gets in. Liam takes a sweet time getting in. He's uh, scared to get in now. But when he was younger, he'd jump right in. He didn't yeah. care. I want to go swimming. It's 
45 degrees outside yeah. for five minutes. Yeah. I, I saw a YouTube thing just this week, I think, where a woman, because, you know, I'm, in, I'm in, into the whole RV thing. A woman was up in the mountains and she, there's a, a river, not a river, but a, yeah, a river. Yeah. And she and, and you, saw, you saw snow all around. So, you know, it was cold, you know, because there's snow on the ground. And she went in her bikini into the riverbank. And she said that there's something scientific about she First of all, she said, do not do this. The polar she, plunge. She, she, oh, is that what they call it? Okay, she, I never heard of it before. But uh, she I mean, said. It's, it's a phrase, but yeah, people who go swimming in the cold weather, if, like jump in. Something in the cold, it's like it helps you. Uh, there's something scientific. They said yeah. this. Joe Rogan talks about it. She named this doctor and said that there's some, there's some municipal, medicinal uh, value behind this, but she did it in a bikini. Yeah, no. And I was like, and she came out of it and she said, listen, I just did it to see it. You know, I ain't doing, I'm never doing that again. You know what I'm trying to say? Get yourself some warm water. So I'm like, but I, I was very shocked to see snow all around. Now, mind you, I've been in a pool with below zero weather. I, yeah. I've been in a, not a resort, yeah, a resort, um, is that what do you call it? A resort yeah. and a, a, a ski resort. Where they had an outdoor pool with the with the water temperature like at a hundred degrees or something like that, so you can have snow falling in your head, but you you're warm because you have warm water. Yeah. I've been in that before, but never have I been in cold water while it's cold outside. That's crazy. Yeah, no, bro. It's like yeah, there's a, there's a right amount of cold where it feels good, but then there's that cold where it's it's uncomfortable. I'm to going be to in. die. Yeah, if I like stay here I don't alone. like it. Your fingers start getting numb, like you're turning purple. No, man, it's not it's not a good look. Did you run the t- the timer? Yeah, but I, I um, yeah, it's fourteen seconds. So let's okay, just go. let's go ahead and spin because I got so much to talk about today. No good thing. Listen, we'll, we'll that keep thing, it to a spin. that thing you sent you sent me this morning. Oh my goodness! Yeah, he, my dad, he read us and it bro. was disgusting. He's like, he, I read the, the the clips he sent. He's like, let Siva read it. I was like, yeah, read it because because I'm, I'm not going to read it. Disgusting! I'm not going to read it. Disgusting! Disgusting! If I told you, what? Well, how much you think? Goodell makes a year. Um, I think it's somewhere around 20, 20 something a million a year. I think the last two years, his total income was a hundred and twenty eight million dollars. Yeah, a hundred and twenty eight million dollars, and they just signed off. Um, they had to do a vote, and I think it was thirty one to one. Yeah. Jerry Jones being the only one who was to said like okay we can start negotiating uh, a new contract with him. So his compensation is sixty million plus. Okay. And and they're will and they're willing to pay him more. Yeah, the NFL <laughs> they make more money every year. That is that is like hey when you're good at your job you get paid for million it. Plus, yeah. I mean, I was thinking. I remember Paul Tagliabue. I think maybe was making twenty million. That was like twenty, thirty years ago. So I'm well, probably stuck in the past. Well, no. He. I remember when he first came on. Remember yeah. when uh, uh, people were getting caught on videotape swinging on yeah. women. Well, that's the and thing. He's done time, a lot of that to clean up the image and all this stuff. Well, well, it's funny as you say that because depending on who you listen to, they say that he handled he he screwed it all up. No, How he handled it. Because he came in. So when he came in, they were bad. They were they were in trouble all the time. And so they were getting crazy. The, the penalties were, they were not um, uniform. You know, one off the field incident, one game suspension for everybody. It was on a case-by-case basis. We're going to do this based on what we feel. Whether you were charged by the police or not, we're still going to get you here. 
And it's like people got pissed off. Like if I'm not getting in charge by the police, why am I getting why am I getting problems at work? Like right. if it's not a matter to them, those who matter, why would it be a matter here? And it was because of an image thing where we're trying to make more money, it was greed, however they worded it. But all that craziness up front, there's very little nonsense now. It still happens from time to time, but ver- based on where it was, where it was nonstop, these guys were always in trouble, versus now, it's your regular knuckleheads that are going to make a problem no matter what they do. Right. It's not where I got no consequences, yeah, so I'm going to go we, out there and we, break we the rules. Had, we had a spat of off-field people getting beat up yeah. all the time, and now it's gone. But the reason I brought that up is because I remember at that time when the um, ES, the, the, the pundits, the, the sports pundits were railing against yeah. him. At that time, I remember he was making around $20 million. So that was a number in my yeah. head. So that's why I brought this up because I was in that $20 million. Well, over, over a year and then after it's like $60 million. He probably, he probably gets cuts of stuff too. So yeah, I mean, bonuses. If you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. His base salary yeah. probably is like $10 million or something like that. Maybe $5 million, Who knows? Yeah. But then, you know, there's this, this great package that comes yeah. in. But That's like CEOs get million. that stuff. Like one one thing the NFL doesn't do is they're not public. So like CEOs and whatnot, they they have a base salary of like three million dollars, but they get stock options, they get state, like they get all the stuff that makes their two million dollar salary to like thirty million mm-hmm. because of all the bonuses they get. So my guess is it's similar with Roger Goodell. He probably gets bonuses from each team, from each whatever, depending on the ratings. He probably gets kickbacks all the time. Which is your which is your incentive to do better well, is to get a better paycheck. So here's another thing to add to this because again I was listening to this thing and um, they said that the contracts that the NFL had si- has signed I think they signed it earlier this year. Yeah, it's either earlier this year or later last year, but the billions of dollars that are coming into the NFL now, like they've they've signed like a long term contract, like a I want to say six-year contract with all these different TV networks. Yeah. So they, they know they got like $100 billion coming in. Yes. With a B. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, think ESPN in a like short, $9 billion in a short for period of time. Night football or something like in that. a short period of time, they know they got like $100 billion coming yeah. in. So they, they're, they're flush with cash. And so, but the, the other side of this is that it's as if the NFL owners realize that, okay, we, we, in fact, we talked about this the last time we were here, that it's for the casual fan. They don't really care about the diehards yeah. that actually understand the game. They don't care about that anymore. All they want to do is get as many eyes watching as possible. That and, and the argument is that because this is where they're heading, because they realize all we care, all, literally all we care about is making money. We don't even care about the sport anymore. This yeah. is just a bank account for us, an ATM for us. That they're willing to do anything. They're willing to sell their soul. BLM, you know, um, um, putting like you know, say the name on their jersey or the back of their helmets. You know, all this 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 woke nonsense. They're willing to buy it hook, line, and singer. They're willing to change the rules to quote unquote make it more safe. All in the name of getting more eyeballs watching it. Yeah. Because the average NFL owner is in the up plus side of sixty, and all they care is about getting as much money as possible. Yeah. That, and I, I agree with that 100%. They're not and – it, and it's – it's that's what it is. They're, it's like when these TV networks or these other companies, when they cancel the show because the one of the actors said something off the cuff. Well, you're canceling a show be, or, or getting rid of an actor on a show that the people you're trying to please don't even watch. They're not going to care. They don't – they just want to bitch and complain for you to do something. 
But they're not they're not still gonna watch the show. The people who hate the NFL, who think it's violent and rough and all the safety crap, they're still not gonna they're, watch. They're gonna watch it. So, so screw them. Screw them. They got no time for those people. But hold on, but if you if what you're saying is true, screw them, then why why are they doing all this? Because they to me they are softening the game. Well, Remember, because because you, without for you, the fan, they got like a seventy a seven hundred million dollar lawsuit against the players for head injuries. Okay. That's what it's for. Wow. They don't want it to go to billions. It's, it's a big- it's they take their money. Yeah, that's okay. all it's for. You think okay. they care if these guys get hurt? Okay. No, because and and again, I I care when when somebody gets hurt playing a game that I'm watching. But you are being paid millions of dollars. You know the risk going. It's not like oh man, I'm playing football, I could get hurt. You've been playing since you're five years old from high school. Mm-hmm. You know you get the wrong hit. There's going to be a big problem. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you go in there and think oh I didn't know I was going to suffer head injuries, you use your head to hit someone else in the head, whether it's improper or proper. That's what you're doing. So for for them to think we got to make the game safer, they know it can't be safer. There's nothing that can be done. Like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you're like, yeah, they got this helmet and he hit his head. The helmet ain't going to do anything. When you sneeze, your brain shakes in your head. Right, but to so me— So nothing is going to change. So my response is, like, if you're if what, taking your argument, it's like, if I know it can't be better, then I'm going to say to the watching public, guys, it can't be better. Doesn't matter. Get off my back— Enjoy the game or don't watch it. But it doesn't work. You can't say that because you bend the knee to the woke nonsense. You, It's for the optics. Perception is reality. They make you look like you're doing something. So you get a, a helmet with like this little square cut out. That's extra padding. Oh, they're helping. No, it's not. When you hit your head, your brain, your shakes, brain shakes inside your right. head. Nothing is going to stop that. When you sneeze, it's the same damn thing. A little bit less, but your brain shakes in your head. So all this stuff cannot be changed. But if you appease the nonsense enough, you think they'll stop. The problem is you feed into it, and they think they have the power now. Right. So they should just come on and say, listen, shut the hell up. It can't get any better. Guys know the risk. We do everything we can each year. We have, we have our equipment evaluated, all this crap. But football's a dangerous game. Get in or get out. That's all. But the guys who are in, the fans who are in, are never going to get out unless you do too much crap. The fans who are out, they're never going to get in, even if you change the rules. Okay. Like, I was out 100%. I had the TV on once in a while, but I stopped watching football a few years ago. But Be- Liam, because because of the BML because stuff, all the, all the crap. No, before that, all oh. the wine, the, the hits and late oh, hits, oh. all that crap. Okay. It got too, it got too nonsense for me. Okay. Then the BLM, then all that political crap. Like I was done. But Liam started watching it. Then he's then he started rooting for the Bills. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I watch with Liam then, and he got me back into it. I was done with football. Hmm. I play fantasy football. Set my lineup. Check the box score the next day. If the game was on, I was out somewhere. I would definitely watch it. I like football. But I'm not gonna watch their crap. So I just I was like, fine, so whatever. So your passion for football is gone. You there was a time in your life gone, where yeah. you had passion. Yeah, the fo- the game the is great, is, but the passion is you still like the game, but the passion is gone. So it's, th- my, it's there with Liam. That's pretty much so it. So listen, so that's the point I'm making to you. There, I mean, I think you're you're validating the point I'm making. We there. It, I grew up with football being my number one sport. It yeah. was my passion, right? But here I am in my older life. I don't, you know, I don't watch it with the same vigor anymore. My kids don't even watch it, you know, and I and I'm and I'm wondering is the product changing so much that you're losing a whole generation of people, like the passion. You're trying to say like, no, you know, I, like I, I must I, watch. I it. still watch, but no, I, I never was a much a must watch person anyway. My okay. main interest after a while became fantasy football, mainly because Buffalo did so bad, and I don't like the Dolphins, and right. you couldn't watch anything else. If I had the red zone growing up, if I had direct TV, I would probably stayed as into it as possible. 
but I couldn't watch my team, and I hate the Dolphins. So I didn't. There was nothing for me to watch. So overall, unbalanced. The NFL is doing well. They're doing a good thing. For what? For the fans. Like what? What we see. You, whatever their game plan is, you're okay with it. In terms of the no, product they put on the field. Not really. No, I, I want to see a guy get hit. I don't want to see a guy get grabbed and not spun around. Okay. I want to see, like the last couple weeks ago, what the guys flung Brady around, never let Brady out of his arms. They threw a flag for spinning him around. Mm-hmm. That was crap. I think they showed a, a play from before the or KC, that night. Was it a KC with game? Kansas City yeah. with, and they threw, they threw something, no flag. Like, what the, make it consistent then. If you're going to, it's blatantly obvious. Now, I'm not a conspiracy guy when it comes to sports, mm-hmm. but it is very obvious that you protect Tom Brady. Nobody, not even, a, not even a Brady fan, can say he doesn't get special treatment. It's clear, like last night he got hit in his knees. The announcers, oh my God, where's the flag? Brady got hit low. Even they were like, where's the flag? <laughs> it's a rule, so you can't go by the knees. But it's Tom Brady. The guy was by his feet, and they're looking around. No flag. Oh, my God. They couldn't. Al Michaels, we don't see that every day. <laughs> because, yeah, man. Because it's Brady. Because it's Brady. Okay. But but even though you don't, you don't like the product, you're still going to continue watching. They haven't lost you as a consumer. No, I enjoy football. Okay. I, I, I make my peace with some of the crap that happens. I can rationalize it all I can. I will not rationalize the political crap. I, I think it's all nonsense. And every time, like, um, someone came out when this, when this Choose Love stuff came out, I was like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Amy was like, why do you say that? I'm like, just to forget about it. She wanted me, I'm like, listen, let it go. It's political. It's, it's, this is for you. Like, oh, my God, Choose Love and your mom and those people. No, it's saying... Don't choose hate. What's hate? Hate is white people against black people. That's what it's for. So screw the NFL. Screw their stupid message. I don't have time for it. Get out there, play football, score a touch at my fantasy team, and move about your day. I don't need you, the guys who commit crimes, like real problems in, the, in society, telling me, choose love while you're out there raping and killing somebody. Get the hell out of here with that. And again, that's not every player. I'm, I'm exaggerating. Right. But you have you have scumbags in all walks of life. So I don't need you telling me how to live my life. I'm a better person than most of you. Right. So I don't want to hear your crap. Keep it to yourself. I, I, I've been wanting to ask you this question. Have you followed the grind, uh, the Brittany Griner story at all? No. You know who I'm talking about? Yes. So she, you know she's got nine, they uh, sentenced her to nine years. Yeah. And then in prison for having cannabis... Um, yeah, I know all that nonsense. Wow. And and she appealed it, and of course, she got rejected. <laughs> shocked, <laughs> she got rejected. Which is weird because because we you know we're mean to everybody over here about drugs and black people and women all this crap. Right. But you can walk around smoking weed in the street; nobody cares here but, locally. Yeah, yeah. But look what happens somewhere else. But no, America's oppressive. Nine reap years. what you sow, bro. Nine years. It's I absurd. Mean, her career is over, pretty much. You know, assuming that she even makes it the the whole nine years, but. I was just thinking, man, like, dang, that this is a person who's a professional athlete, you know, quote unquote, professional athlete, mm-hmm. and her whole career is now gone. She's a she's a criminal in another country, and you know their prisons ain't nothing like over here. <laughs> I say that she's not getting treated anywhere like she does over here. You nope. know, nine years. That is. That's a big deal, man. One, it's an elitist mentality. You think the rules don't apply to you. They do. And over here in America, they don't because you're allowed to do certain things with certain status in life, certain color, certain gender, whatever. So the rules aren't fair across the board. I'm not saying they're fair across the board in Russia or or other parts of the world, but they will stick to their rules. 
So you're over there. Don't bring stuff on the plane. You can't do it. Oh, you know, hey, nudge, nudge. Look at me. I'm a they don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's the case, but look at the optics of it. You are you're already spouting crap when you first got arrested about how America, they're not going to come get you if you're a man. All this stuff you're still sticking to thinking the woke nonsense was going to come save you because here it's allowed to thrive. Hold the on. She was, she was talking trash over there? All of them. Her, her coach, their other players. If she was a man, she'd be here. If it was LeBron, she wouldn't, uh, she wouldn't, she'd be back over here. If she made more money, she wouldn't be over there in Russia trying to make money to supplement her income in the offseason. All this crap. Mm -hmm. Or don't break the law. I mean, it's really simple. You can't put stuff on a plane. Just follow the rules. It's not hard. No one asked you to go out there and try to, I don't know, do something incredible. Don't break the rules. It was it's a pretty simple ask. Yeah, yeah. I think that that you nailed it because that's very interesting. That because, because you know how much she was making over there, she was making like a, I think like one point two, one point three million dollars yeah. a season, and their seasons are very short. Yeah. Compared to, I think the maximum we can make here is like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the WNBA, which. To me, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. The WMA is garbage. It's revenue. Right, right. It's You're revenue, not making right. money, so you don't make money. Exactly. So I'm I, I, I'm, I'm, not complaining about what they get paid yeah. over here. But I'm just saying that she was making, you know, good money in Russia for that short period of time. And I and there's nothing and, – and plus, I'll take a step further that I don't believe uh -huh. that people in Russia aren't walking around smoking weed. Yeah. I don't believe that at all. I But I do believe to make a political statement, to make a point, oh, yeah. that they will definitely, you know – for sure, she's an American. Yeah. yeah, and say okay, she's an American. That's what they, they don't care who she is, what she looks like. Exactly. She's an American. She's That's an all American, that matters. And they got beef with America. I and saw who was it? It was a rapper, Waka Flocka, or something like that. I can't. Is think that of, a real name? Yeah, I can't think of who it was. But they're like, you know, over here we got to get away. We have to get away from this black American light. You know, this, that, and the other because that that crap only happens over here. When I go to when I go to Europe, when I go to China. Whatever, we're American. They don't. They don't differentiate you by by your skin color. If you're if you're a, a whatever American, a this American, yeah, yeah. you're American, American, dude. Like only, only over here do we separate ourselves because everyone so else. Either they like you or they don't yeah. like you. He goes, listen, yeah. bro, you're American. That's it. They gotta. They gotta. We gotta stop that crap over here. You wanna go? I, no, go spin for it. That's interesting. I was thinking about this today. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, by the way, Janice, listen to um, the the um, our last episode. I think it was Monday where we yeah. religion came up and you played that thing. Yeah. So she was she was very moved by that. She thought it was a very good segment that we did. Um, you know, I don't know when I think. And this is gonna sound redundant, but it's it's something that's been weighing on me because you just said something. That the commercial said, "Do love, not hate," right? Yes, choose and, love and you, or whatever. Oh, choose love, yeah, not yeah, hate, whatever. As soon as you said that, my mind went someplace, but you went someplace which is totally different than where my mind went, because you went to the place of like, don't tell, <laughs> you don't tell me, the guy who lives a debaucherous life, how to, you know, yeah. to whatever. But my place is, it goes back to that book I tell you, speechless, yeah. where. We've changed the language because the way we define hate, there, I think there used to be a time when, when we said hate, everybody would agree what hate is, right? Yeah. But now we're living in an age where you guys can be talking, two people can be talking about hate and not even realize they're talking about two different things. Yeah. Because 
It's like speech. There's hate speech and speech that you hate. Like they're very different things. So, so right now, when I heard "Choose Love and Not Hate," what I was thinking about, what I what what came to me is the whole transgender movement, the whole LGBTQ. Well, it's, it's it's anyone who's quote unquote marginalized. So is what yeah, it's for. so if you don't don't say anything negative about this group, yeah. because that that would be hate. So choose love. Which means say say positive thing, embrace yeah, this you, community. You see people like you know. Oh, listen, when you uh, you know read my writing, my story, my whatever, only positive feedback. Well, no, if it's not good, what do you want to say? Listen, I really, I you know, uh, I really wish it could be better. Mm-hmm. You know, po- no, yeah. like listen, man, it's not good. Yeah, it sucked. It, so it was no, not, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's why things cr- suck nowadays. You have yes men. You have people who choose to not give negative criticism where it's criticism it doesn't come in a negative or positive form it's something that you're told to give and you give your opinion it's never going to be negative and positive negative or positive it's criticism it's an opinion that you think of someone else's work that's all it is right if you you take it how you want to take it actually negative and positive aren't bad words in in in, and aren't good or bad words in and of themselves it's just a a, a trajectory yeah but the thing but again but that's why i finish up it's it's criticism you take it how you want to take it. right if you want to say listen i think your stories need to you know the ending needs to be changed tighten it up a little bit here yeah you you can say oh you think it's bad or you know what's a good idea let me work on it you you decide if it's negative or positive so 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 well i I, the point where i was going with this is that they're looking at it as good or bad yeah yeah. almost from a, a moral place like you know by you saying something the negative well, that is bad, and so therefore it's bad, then it's hate. Yeah. And so that's like, hold on a second. What, what are you talking about? We can't we can't live a life like this, you know, where, you know, it's it's always yes, yes, yes. No, no. It's like li- lifting weights. If you don't yeah. break something when you're lifting weights, if you don't tear your muscles apart, you're not going to get bigger. If you don't run, uh, do wind sprints, you yeah. know, you're not going to get slimmer. You know, there's got to be pain yeah. in order to get better. No pain, no gain. But going back to... Where I was going with this is, um, in, in because this is the religious topic. There are, there's a movement that's happening, and it's been happening for I would say at least a hundred years, but really strong over the last forty years, where the church, and I'm saying church with a big C, so that that incorporate incorporates all the church, right, at large, all religions at large, have been getting more and more liberal more and more liberal mm-hmm. to the point, and I'm just going to use Christianity. I'm going to narrow it down to Christianity where if you read the Bible and you, and, and, and Christianity is based out of the Bible, you will know that this whole sexual immorality, this whole sexual revolution thing just won't fly with Christianity. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying you have to believe in it or not, but I'm just saying that just at, in terms of the core tenets, it just would not fly. But what's happened is every denomination, every main denomination of Christianity has now have, they now have a liberal side to it. Yeah. Where they're ordaining women priests, um, um, le- women, lesbian or gay, lesbian Mm-hmm. priest or pastors whatever and they and they have a congregation that embraces the whole LGBTQ movement mm-hmm. I'm going someplace with this so you have this whole left wing side now of Christianity 
Now, you know that I made this argument all the time that, hey, listen, our foundation in this country was from the Judeo-Christian Bible, Judeo-Christian text. That's how we got the United States. To how, that's why we have this great experiment. And so, therefore, when we want to go back to our bases, we have to go back to this to know how to move forward. Yeah. But what if they've changed our religion, our Judeo-Christian religion, to be so liberal that when I make this argument, they say, we are going back to our base. We are going back to telling you like, yes, <laughs> this is what they meant because yeah. we are Christians. I don't know what you are talking to Steve. I don't yeah. know what you are, yeah. but we are Christians. And as a real Christian, my boy, you know, homosexuality, uh, gender dysphoria, you know, not knowing what you are sexually, being queer and all that stuff, that's all good. So, you're the hater, you know what I'm trying to say, because we are the Christians. Yeah, that makes sense. And I see us going in that direction. But you have to point to that specific point in the Bible where if it just says sexual sin, then what's what's the interpretation of that? Listen, the, I, because, I don't want, because I can really break this down, I don't want to because I want to load you to sleep, but I'm just telling you that it's, disin, so, it's very disingenuous to go to the Bible and say that the Bible doesn't speak on this issue and the Bible is not very clear on this issue because it, it, it really, really is. OK, I mean, my opinion, if it was, you wouldn't <clears throat> lull me to sleep with it. You can just say, no, no it listen, says word for word sexual sin. Well, first of all, it does clearly. I mean, I can it, I can give you chapter and verse where it says uh, clearly the, nothing. in The Bible is clear. It's written in legalese. It's like backwards talk. It's like Yoda. Speaking. No, it says very clearly. Look fornication, adultery, homosexuality. I yeah. mean, it says it very clearly. I mean, I don't know how much clearer you can get No, if that. it says that, yeah. then, then to your point is, well, no. It does. Like, you can, we're, you're going back to being, you know, we're back to being Christian, but I've got this book here. You see what it says? Right. It says this is wrong. But, so but no listen, matter how but, what you say, but even in the very, I have this but documentation. Even, but even in creation, and even in creation, with, within the first two chapters of the, of the Bible, it says very clearly, I created man I created woman. Yeah. So first of all, just with that statement right there, yeah. well, there's, again, there's, there's gender. Point, and right. they come and tell you, right. you're the one out of touch. Well, listen, I'm not. It's right here. You can change all you want. That's what I'm saying. If it's, if it's, it's, if it's that clear, yeah, then you, you can you, make, you you can make can, the argument. But yeah. you know what's interesting? But here's what's interesting. That's my point anyway, to what you're saying. Your, you just, your point is well taken, it's right? right? here. You, if we get to politics, we'll talk about this. But we I, I, I saw something. I, I saw a lot of... Debates. I yeah. watch almost all the debates. This, I mean, listen. I'm a junkie, man. I know like that. I actually watched hours and hours and hours mm. of debates. I couldn't. I couldn't even watch. Like I went to go back to find DeSantis. Yeah, and yeah. I saw it was like 55 minutes. But go, oh, that's too much. Did you watch so, any of it? I watched a part where we called him a donkey. Okay, but I mean that was a clip. That was that's, a meme or something. I like wasn't that. even watching the clips. There were okay. like five, six minutes. But I need something better than that. I found like a minute, 27 seconds. Oh, and it was him saying. Are you going to tell the people you're going to run? Like, hold on a second. I did a thing about that with the Sanders. Like, right. are you mad at the employee who wants to become a manager? Why are you mad at the governor who wants to become president? To, to, to it's wanna, a progression yeah, yeah, yeah. in it's their career. Like, yeah, get out of here with I that. I did see it. Um, so, back to your, so the point I was making yeah. was that I, wa I watched a lot of debates. Yeah. And what I was very taken by was that the Democratic position, everything that the Democrats were saying, I say everything. I'm exaggerating, but a lot of what they were saying was not true. No, listen. Hold on. You <laughs> I don't laugh. Have hold to on. Have hold the on. debate to know that you laugh, right? But I'm telling you that. <clears throat> 
look, look at Fetterman. I don't even know who watches no, Fetterman. I can't, okay, I can't. Okay, but I want, I, like he's got issues, right? But hold on, so this is hard to watch yeah, because yeah. I'm a it, person who makes fun very, of people. It's very, very painful. I make fun of people, and you can make fun of me. I honestly do not care. But he looks like he has an actual issue that caused him to be that way. I can't make fun of someone like that. Okay, but I, but I don't want to make fun of him. But what I'm trying to tell you is that even Fetterman, the the race. Was fifty? I mean, I, I we I, on this close, show man. about a month ago. I told you that Oz was losing by a couple of percentage points. Yeah. Since the debate, now he's up a couple of percentage points. But the very fact that it's close, so this is going. I'm taking this back to religion. Yeah. Because this is what I'm trying to tell you. They are really spewing. They're, they're saying lies, and they're saying lies with a smile. They're, they're they're saying lies without batting an eyelash, and we the, the consumers are hearing it. And are taking it in without, like, let me go reference this. Yeah, let me double check. No they're just, it, just yeah. totally taking it in. So going back to the whole religion thing, you say, like, well, if I can prove that, hold on a second, that text is not. I'm telling you, I don't think it matters. I think that once they put it out in the ethos, once they speak it out, yeah. that the consumers, the people who are, that the hearts they're trying to change, yeah. are going to well, be the ones who say. It goes back to my, my comment about the, where is the Republican who's going to come and say, yes, I understand you're getting an abortion because you were raped. Though, you're still killing, killing a, a killing kid. Life. So where's the conservative? Where's the priest? Where's the, the person saying, no, you're wrong. I get it. Tolerance, you want. We love people too, for sure. I'm not saying don't live your life. I'm not saying we can't embrace you. But no, this is where we stand. And we can go from there. But this is where we are. This is our base. And we can work from here. But understand, you can't change this. This is the right. foundation. So, so say what you want, but here's where we are, you know? I think there's plenty of people who have and will say that if they give if giving a voice, giving an opportunity to defend it. Yeah. But what my concern is that you will have scholars, legal, legal people, people yeah. in position of powers to make decisions. Yeah. Who, judges, let's just call it what they are. Judges who are going to say, hold on, like, okay, I got two people calling themselves Christians and saying from the Christian perspective, we're gonna we're making this argument, but yeah. they're making two totally separate argument. Yeah. And I gotta choose one. And well, that's again, where that's, my so so that's where the research comes from. Does it say this in the Bible? Yes or no? So, yes. Well then you have no leg to stand on other people who think this is okay. I think it's Wisconsin who has like once the law once Roe v. Wade got turned, they had a law in the books yeah. that was really old that automatically basically um eliminated abortion for almost all reasons except for a couple of exceptions. I think it's Wisconsin, but it's one of those north those north northern states. Yeah. So you have this Jewish group, liberal Jewish group who are suing the state and basically saying that their religious liberty is being threatened because their their religion, their their this is a Jewish sect that yeah. basically say our religion says that it's okay to have abortion. And and the only reason that we're not having abortion is because there these other religious people are saying that it's not okay. So our our religious rights are being violated, and they're taking that to the Supreme Court. They're taking that they're taking that up the courts. Mm-hmm. And and my point is that, and that's why I brought all this up is that we have this whole so in Ju, in Judaism, in Catholicism, in uh, Protestantism, you I mean down the line you are seeing a liberal side to the orthodoxy, the, the the orthodox dogma. And that liberal side is now rising up and saying, where's our religious liberty? And it's like, wow. Well, 
Because you know? they're all tax exempt. So if they don't if they don't work with the liberals in power, they'll have to start paying taxes and what they collect. So that's why they're changing to the liberal mindset. Money. <laughs> Can't I don't you think, can tell me you think I'm wrong. You think, you, so you think like a liberal church, whatever it is, yeah. is doing it because of money, not because this is what they believe. I definitely believe it's a part of it. Oh, no, there's people who believe it for sure. Right. But the ones who don't believe it are still doing it because if they got to start paying taxes and what they collect, they're going to lose a whole bunch of money. So, no, come on. Come right in, man. That's Listen, church is part of the ESG. Social. You got you to make sure you're happy because if you start paying taxes on the millions of dollars you collect per year, tax-free, you're losing a whole chunk of change. So here's something that's interesting, and uh, you know, I think we're going to run out of time before I can really flesh this out. But 20 seconds. I, I told you that um, the Bible predicted uh, the world coming to a place of one world government, right? Yeah. The other thing that it predicted is that we're going to be at a place where there's going to be one universal religion. And I and and for sure it's going to be a liberal religion for sure. But it said that be, it's probably gonna, be atheism. It's going to go to a one world religion. It'll probably be atheism. Just listen, you can be whatever you want to be, but there's no backing for it because it's all nonsense. So that's what it'll be. It'll be nothing. You know what I mean? And then you can still be what you want, but you'll have no backing in court or things of that nature. Would be my guess. <laughs> Political. My playpen. <laughs> <laughs> Go, we're taking this for 20 oh minutes. Oh my goodness. We're taking this for 20 minutes, including the wrap up. Okay, cool. So, going back to what I was telling you about the debates, dude. Yeah. I saw some. There, first of all, let me tell you, I saw a debate, um, the, the Michigan debate with uh, Gretchen Whitmer and Tudor Dixon. Okay. Okay. That Tudor Dixon girl. Uh, woman, I shouldn't call her a girl. For, for, first of all, Gretchen Whitman is a witch. I'm putting it out there, uh, you know, and I and From I don't Salem I, or what? I, and I, I don't mean like a literal witch. I mean like you know when you think of a woman in power who's going to grab you by the and squeeze you until there's no life left in you. When she speaks. That's what I see. I see like a comrade. You know, trying to say like, "Oh my goodness, I don't want this person over my life at all." She's wicked, and she does it with a smile, with her makeup on. You know, and she she has this nasally way of speaking, <laughs> very very terrifying. I'm telling you, like, I, I'm a man, but I'm telling you, man, like, I'm I, I don't want to see her behind closed doors, right? And she spoke, looking into the camera, lying directly into the camera. Well, again, one of my favorite TV with shows. With a smile. Give me this quote. We've used it on here before. You're speaking nonsense with authority. That's all you have that, to do. That, that, that's that's, that's Whitmire all if the way. You, if you sound confident, people are going to believe you. All I need is one. Right. One will turn the two to double the four, and I'll keep on going. And, that's all you have to do. And, and that's what I can, I, concerns me, that people watch this, and they buy into it. But the Tudor Dixon, I mean, that woman was a, she was just... Coming back, giving that, him, that's giving the him, both of giving them? him. Uh, what's that? Both their names? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. One is Gretchen oh, Whitmire. They need to be co-governors because I would love to say Tudor Dixon all the time. But Tudor Dixon is a different person. Like that's a whole name, Tudor Dixon. Tudor is her first name, name? and Dixon is oh, her yeah, last name. I hope name. she wins. <laughs> I want to be able to have someone say Tudor Dixon rec- uh, did this today. <laughs> but anyway, listen. But think about this for a second. Michigan is a Democratic stronghold. Yeah. Tudor Dixon is like neck and neck with Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah. She's the one who, I don't know if you remember this, um, 
the FBI basically conjoled somebody in these guys into like kidnapping her. And so they were talking about Maybe. these drunk guys. We're talking about like, we're oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they, they just got yeah, sentenced yeah. to several years in jail, you know, but they felt like, hold on a second, you guys entrapped me. You gotcha. know, we were seriously thinking about this. She's the one that locked Michigan down. You know, you couldn't even plant in your front yard or your backyard. You had to stay inside. Yes, I remember. Okay, now. this that is her. Are, yeah. Okay. So anyway, this is, there, there should be no competition here at all. And yet, you know, she could very well lose this. In New York, you, ha- <clears throat> you have. <clears throat> Uh, the one who took over for um, um, Cuomo, Cuomo uh, Hutchell, I think her name is, which to me, she is a younger version of uh, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, uh, she's a very, very scary woman. Again, the way she was speaking, looking into the camera with her smiles, this is this is Republican uh, uh, Zeldin. Again, running neck and neck. There should be no reason yeah. why a, a, a Republican should be even close and yet, the tides are turning. You can see it happening all across the board. I'm watching these debates. I'm watching the debates. I'm like, did we you, got some did strong you hear, who is it? Charlie candidate. Chuck Schumer, the hot mic he said. He's yeah, like, yeah, we're in trouble. Lo- we're losing Georgia. Like it's a it's we, a problem. We are listen. Herschel Walker is now Herschel Walker has been running behind the whole yeah. time. Now he's like four or five points ahead of Warnock. Warnock, by the way, just to, you know, to tie things together, a, a pastor. Mm-hmm. He he preaches at the church where Martin Luther King used to preach at. He's the he's the you know, he's the seed of Martin yeah. Luther King and he's all for abortion. Totally for abortion, totally for all that nonsense, that woke nonsense. In fact, I heard a clip yesterday, it was yesterday or two days ago, where he said, America needs to repent for uh for the idolization of white people. <laughs> he said that from the pulpit. Listen that pe- when is America gonna repent for the idolization people of white buy people? That crap, man. I could almost call you Jeff. Billy People are sitting in his congregation. Thousands of people are in his congregation, and they're hearing this. And then, then they and leave there and go back into and go back into the streets, and go back into the neighborhoods, and go back into workforces. That's that's their point. That's the thing. They they <clears throat> trust the gullible. So I I can keep going on and on. I mean, so many so many debates that were so good. Listen, Carrie Lake. Oh, that's Arizona. My, right? That's yeah. Arizona. Carrie Lake. She is now. Like, I want to say like seven or eight, like almost double digits above the challenger. Yeah. I mean, we, it's so obvious what's happening. It's just coming. It's, oh, uh, Val Demings uh, competing against uh, Marco Rubio. Yeah. I watched that. I, I'm looking at my Val Demings. I'm saying, Val Demings, you have no substance. None. You have no substance. None. Rubio is like slicing you up like a, like a, like a jujitsu or like a, a, a sushi chef. He's just slicing but, you up. But the people who and vote for her see a black woman and that's their first and only need, thing they're looking but, but at. But I'm saying, but the things that she's saying that's coming out of her mouth is like, you are lying to me. You are not telling me the complete truth. You... In fact, all of them, because I watched all these debates, the yeah. one, the two things they had in common was like abortion. That's what they that they, That's they their, their, one their, their, only their whole pushing, argument man. was abortion. Yeah. And there was one other thing. Obama came out in Pennsylvania and re- reinforced abortion. It's like why like, why are you talking about this? Talk to me about the economy. Talk to me about inflation. Talk to me about getting a job. And, why and are you the talking people about abortion? Need to know they're the ones that ruin the economy. The Democrats are the reason. We've said it last time. If you have good policies, you run on those good policies. Because they don't, they don't. They're talking about abortion because their policies suck. So you and I see it. It's like, why are you talking about this? We have problems with everything else. So that's when you got to think. Well, we have problems with everything else. Democrats have been in for two years. Two years, we've been to hell. 
uh, and let's, let's make that leap. But they mm-hmm. don't. We've, we've said it before we started the podcast. The Democrats wait for the next best Democrat. So no matter how bad the one is now, the next one is going to be the right one. This guy to be the one. He's going to be the one. She's going to be the one. Right. Not if, but right. when that one fails, there's going to be another fine. one. The next one's going to get it, and they do not realize they're all going to so, be bad. So this is so. There's two points I want to make here. At one, least for right now. On that point you just made, there's two things I want to say. It's like number one, what is it that's tying you to the Democratic Party? My like, guess is for liberals, is it's afraid to be wrong. But. Steve, people are petty, and they are petty. If you don't like what they say, you're a racist, you're a sexist, you're, you're whatever. Whatever they have in their, their top five things to say because they don't – they're repeat. They don't think for themselves. So it's like, man, I tell them all the time, listen, you're wrong. You're not – this is a pro- – no, it's not. We're going to get better. Biden – Trump you're talking about your, mother, your yeah. mother-in-law. Well, her and, and anyone in general. Okay. They always have an excuse on what the news told them, like the, the inflation. Trump set off this inflation time bomb, except for he didn't. Like it's, we know that, but instead of me, you know, you're right. We're screwed. They're afraid to be wrong. Whatever in their life they failed at, they, that, they're that, hanging that's, on that's to That sounds so petty. You, you realize how petty that sounds, right? It's the first word I said to you. These people are <laughs> oh, petty. <laughs> you listen very well. But I, mean, the <laughs> but, that, but I mean, that's so sophomoric. That's so simple minded. If you paid attention, you wouldn't be a Democrat. Do you know, I saw this clip. And I couldn't believe when I saw it, I had to rewind it because like this can't be true. Yeah. Dave Rubin was being interviewed by um not Dave Letterman, um The Jewish comic. Yeah, I always forget his I name. I know who he is. Oh my goodness. You didn't watch it, did you? It's for adults. You couldn't watch it. No, no, that no. I, just watch the clip. Just okay. watch the clip. All right. You watched the whole thing? Mm, not really. Okay. Um I watched pieces of you it. You know who I'm talking, I know about. You're talking we about. We got yeah. a... I'm, Listen, you're okay. wasting your time. I'm sorry, I know it's going to come. It's going to come. I know exactly what you're talking about. He's, this time, he said to him, the guy said to him, um, first things first, you got to, you know, you got to get over your man crush on on Trump. Yeah, and so that took them down a the path because now Dave's like, hold on a second, what has Trump ever done? Like, what's your issue with him? Yeah, and the and the one thing that he brought up was like, well, his, you know, he never accepted the election, and 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 he said, but. Hillary never accepted the election. Yeah. She said X, Y, Z. And then he said, she never said that. And he's like, I got the tweets. He's like, well, he's I don't like, care. No, well, before I even got that, there was like two or three back and forth exchange. And you can see that he was actually legitimately surprised. M- Mayor, Mayor. Something, Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Maher. Bill Maher was leg- legitimately surprised yeah. that Hillary said something about the election. And the reason I'm bringing this up is like, dude, you do this for a living. You're in front of the cameras. You got producers all around you. How is it? We're talking six years later. You're telling yeah. me you had no idea that Hillary Clinton was saying these things? I, I'm like blown well, away by they're, it. Because they're covered by, well, listen, man, I'm just a comedian. I'm not a political no, no, pundit. No, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it deeper No, no, than but that. I'm saying okay. if they're called on the carpet shown listen you're listen i just do this for entertainment you know what i mean that that's their move because uh it happened to john stewart way back when somebody like listen man this is a fake news show but then that's what kind of propelled him to be like the news guy now of the fake news and take it seriously was something like that but but my point is that if you have a bill maher or a john stewart who you're surrounded by people who are going to give you information like you you're paying people to keep you in the know 
and you don't know these things, yeah. then what about the average Joe that all I'm doing is trying to do my nine to five, get my kids well, to soccer practice? Well, let's say it's done by design. You know? If you don't know, you can't tell them so you can keep people in the dark. So it goes back to when I was telling you about The View. We actually Did you I, see Ted Cruz on The View the other day? Oh, yes. Telling them about Hillary and Ruben, and, she, and he brought the, he pulls out of his pocket, boop, and read it to him, and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. they're they're just looking at him like, but, but, but get this guy off my stage. But hold on, but this is what's interesting. In the same vein that I told you, Bill Maher, that I believe I believe him yeah. that he did not know this. Yeah, I believe that these people at the View don't know the other side. They they only know no, I, what yeah, they, they know. They live in their bubble, and they have no idea what's going on. And but what's but what's and that's not even as bad as the second part, which is, but I'm giving you information now. Don't reject it. I'm giving you information. Yeah. Can you just at least just pause for a second and take in what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Or are you just going to continue like steadfast? And that's what they did. They continue hammering him. No, it's I like, know. hold on a second. I'm giving because you information. Because they're, they're used to doing They're used to, if they don't get their way, bullying somebody, ganging up on them, making them look bad, look foolish. And when this person doesn't care about that and stays armed with the facts... They freak out, and and um, and so for our Democratic friends who are listening, and I don't know if they if you listen, you know, for the mother-in-laws out there, for your for the Republicans who have friends out there who gonna, you're gonna let them listen to the clip. That's that's something that we're. If we give you the information, are you willing to say, "Huh, I didn't know that. I need to I need to process that," or are you just gonna rail and push back against it, because. I am telling you, like now, I've watched probably eight debates this week, w- listening to the the Democrats speak, and I'm like, wow, they are lying with a smile. They they don't even care. They're not even trying to hide it, and they're lying to you. And like, are you willing to double check? I told you the other day, I was reading an article on Tulsi Gabbard, and someone put on the co- on the comment, "Listen, man, you need to check her policies, man, because she is not a Republican." Yeah. I'm like, and I and I love, and I, I was like, man, I like Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard, but hold on a second, let me check on this. But she's not a Republican. And I went and I started checking on what she believes, in, and I realized, like, oh crap, man, this woman is really liberal. You know, she she where she's conservative, she's really conservative, but where she's liberal, she's really liberal. Yeah. And it's like, wow. So I, now I know where I stand with her, right? But I'm open minded to it. I'm open minded to finding out like the Bushes. Dude, that clip that you gave me, man, I'm yeah. like, it blew my mind. You know what I'm saying? That the Bushes, I I have, I bought uh, Tipping Point by George W. Bush because I was such a fan of his. Yeah. I want to throw that book out of my house. I don't even want it in my house anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I realize he's part of the industrial complex, the military industrial yeah, complex. Man. You know, I'm willing to change my stance and recognize where I'm at. Liberals are so, not. But they're they're, they're crybabies, man. But I'm saying for lack that, of a better term. Forget about the elitists, the 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 political class. I'm talking about everybody else. Come on, man. Open take the blindness off. Read and and look and just say like man, I I I'm I can't believe I'm wrong. But when you're an elitist, you don't think you're ever but wrong. Listen, again, I'm not talking about the political no, class. No. Most liberals are elitists. They think they know better. Like again, my biggest thing that I always come back to listen, is the these guy, people the person across the street is not a liberal, is not an elitist, man. The people they're not elitists. They're not they're, they're not, not liberals elitist. then. Listen, they, they'll vote Democrat, they'll vote blue but up ask, and down but, the ticket. But ask them what their policies are. Liberals are a very specific way. But they think they know better. Democrats think we're gonna do our best to help people, but the 
liberals manipulate them because they think they know better than you. See, that's a very good distinction. The political class, and I'm going to start using that phrase more often because the political class, which are the leaders, which are the liberals, yeah. right? The political class, and, and listen, and the political class is both sides of the equation, right? Left and right. The political class says, we were raised to do this. Yeah. So therefore, we know, and so and so therefore, you go, you go play soccer with your kids or whatever, and we'll take care of everything else. That's yeah. a political class. And so the Democrats, the rank-and-file Democrats who just votes, they're like, oh, you'll take care of everything? Okay, yeah. we'll trust you and we'll take care of everything. That, and that's what happened. And what I'm saying to you is like, stop that crap. Yeah. You're being lulled to it's sleep. It's on the conservative side too, but to your point, uh, at least from my understanding, we're more willing to accept if we made a mistake. Like if they come out and say, listen, Trump 100% was on Epstein's Island, Sorry, Yo, bro. I got no, no time I for got you. No I got you no know? time for you at all. We have act like I had a guy. I would see. Was saying something I posted last night about the Biden being a perv on that um the parental consent Biden pedophilia um thing I put out on on YouTube and Rumble. Some guy replied to it. He sent me a picture of Trump standing next to Epstein. But it was like a brief clip. Mm-hmm. I said, dude, like you can't deflect on this one. This yeah. I like you. Well, no, he did this. He did this. Why you can't deflect off of him being here? I'm like, listen. You send me a clip. Like a, a meme, like a zoom in, you see Epstein's face in the corner. That's all you see is his nose like this, and it right, cuts out. Right. The video that I posted has Biden sniffing girl's hair. It's not a, he's not standing next to this <laughs> right, guy. Right. He's, he's sniffing a little right, girl's right. hair. A full it's it's the Ashley, it's Ashley Biden's diary. I showered with my dad. Right. It's Hunter Biden, his uh, Biden's daughter in law, or daughter in law, and them knew. Uh, Hunter had a inappropriate relationship with his niece. These aren't these aren't clips of someone standing next to each other. This is proven information. So you want to say, oh yeah, Trump Trump knew Epstein. Okay, fine. This guy, I'm not even saying it's anything to do with Epstein. He's smelling little kids' hair. Mm-hmm. You can't look at that and say, oh no, that's nonsense. You can't deflect away from that. You can say, listen, man, jury's out on that one. If you, if you don't want to talk about it, listen, no, no nothing's been proven. But I see your pictures. That's all. Don't send me some random clip of of um, Trump standing next to Maxwell or next to. They went to parties. They were socialites. Show me the manifest of him going to Perv Island, mm-hmm. to Pedophile Island. Mm-hmm. We know if his name was on that list, you know, it would be out. There is not one single that, thing that, that would hold it back. Last night, I, there's some other things that we'll probably talk about on Monday. But last night, I told Janice, like Janice, man. Epstein is dead. He he died in his prison, and we're just accepting that because like they control you, the media. You, do you understand? They this control dude is, the media. This dude bro. is dead. All the skeletons, all all the they're still in the receipts, closet. if you will. Yeah, you know, in terms they're of they're still hiding them. Usually, I mean, when you when you do that, everything comes out in the open. I I don't know if the listener understands what I'm trying to tell you. There is no doubt that some heavyweights were in on this Epstein thing. That there are people that we look at on TV and think like, wow, that person, I admire that person, you know, that person is a great leader, so on and so forth. And yet, they're they're sleeping with 16-year-olds, 15-year-olds. I mean, a hell of a lot younger than that. And a hell of a lot younger than that. Like, I I watched something yesterday that really shocked and rocked me. And again, I I bring it up Monday. But it was after watching that that I realized that 
And they were they were so powerful that they were able to have this man killed in prison just to keep their secrets. Yeah. That's, Listen, that's, that blows my they, freaking they mind. They can find out if you said, you know, I hate the rainbow on your Twitter feed and go find you and ban you and cancel you. But they can't find who was on this list. They can't go search the computers and stop the child it's trafficking. nonsense. Like, come on, dude. It's that's nonsense. Just look at that. They can They can find out what you said 12 years ago as a kid. But they can't go find somebody shipping little kids and going over there and being pervs. They can't figure that out? Come on. The, the biggest thing that I want to end with in terms of this conversation is for you guys to understand that we can no longer be... It is inexcusable for us to walk around with our head in the sand or walk around and not see everything, both sides. I don't care if you're a Republican. I'm telling you, I am becoming very disenchanted with the political class of the polit- of the Republican Party. I'm recognizing their evils just as much as I as I recognize the evils of the political class of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. We got to start opening our eyes and start recognizing what is actually happening, what is actually being said, and calling it on the carpet and making decisions the right decisions based on the truth that's before us. Not what we want or what we hope, but based on the truth that's before us. And so this is the, my last point is, I believe there's going to be a red tsunami. There, I, I mean, and every indicator, I'm talking about governors, places where there should be no competition at all and the Democrats should win hands down, they're going to lose, okay? What are we going to do? Are we going to hold the Republicans' feet to the fire and say, "Okay, now we put you in power. You ain't gonna, you're not gonna uh, piss away the next two years. You're gonna do something. You're gonna challenge the status quo, and you're gonna make a difference. You're gonna hold this president's feet to the fire to make sure those, that things are gonna start changing." Those are the ones that Trump went around and endorsed. He, um, he endorsed very little. What do they call incumbents? Mm-hmm. He endorsed almost all new people to almost go in. Almost every last one of them, because they're not not the I'm, not the Washington establishment. None right. of them, not the governor, not anybody who is part of the in crew. He went out and did everything to get out of, to get away from the Uniparty. We'll, we'll say mm-hmm. everybody's almost brand new coming in, right. where there's no nothing, and that's a very big deal. And that's for everybody. Listen. Let Not me, for the political party. Having fresh blood affects everybody. The point that he's making is so spot on. I'm just going to tell you this one part. Right now, in Philadelphia, there's a governor's race going on right now. Yeah. It's, um, oh, Master, not Masterson, uh, a, a, a Italian name. It starts with an M. I can't in remember his name. From Philadelphia. Um, Isn't the governor Oz in? No, no, that's uh, the senator. Oh, uh, Senate. Okay, okay, okay. M- Massey. Oh, if a you look at it's a governor, but he's a Democratic. Listen, is is a is a Democratic incumbent going against the um, a, a Republican that's coming up that's been endorsed by Trump, and he's making major moves to unseat the Philadelphia governor. Here's the thing, the Republican Party. The RNC will not contribute any money to this Republican challenger. You know what they where they're putting their money? They're putting their money towards the independent and saying, hey, vote for the independent. That's what they're doing. Rather than put money and saying, okay, we endorse this candidate, they rather endorse the independent. This is this is the political class. 
that we're dealing with in the Republican Party that's, that will not even endorse or finance. Yeah, a Republican. Well, I saw, well again, we'll, we'll finish up here if you have one more thing. But we po- I posted on Instagram the, the Black Caucus took a white Democrat over the black Republican. And then the old man sent me something last night. Um, oh, my goodness. He sent me something last night. Let me find it real quick so I can, I'm accurate Was it the it. Latin? Yeah. The La- yeah. It was the a Latin, Spanish chick. Yeah. The, lady, the girl from um, Yeah, la- a Latina from, uh, Republican Texas. block from joining Congressional Hispanic Caucus. Yes. So, people, we don't, again, I'm still not going to go for the side of races, of race versus American, but these things are set up for a reason to help build your brand, so to speak. When you're not allowed to be in the black caucus as a black person because of your political belief, I mean, this it's the one and only requirement to get in. When you're not allowed in the Hispanic delegation because you are a Republican, Republican, like being Hispanic is your number one reason to get in. Like that's why it's set up. It's not set up for X amount of other, you know, things. It's to be Hispanic, to be black, to be male, to be, it's, that's your number one thing. It's the, it's the quote unquote allowable discrimination to have your ethnicity or your skin color be your shining light. And they're saying, no, you got to be crazy liberal first. Then your skin color, your ethnicity comes next. These people only care about power. They don't want to give it up. If you cannot see that, I mean, we're trying to help you, but you've got to pay attention. They are telling these people, no, sorry, you can't be black and join the Black Caucus if you vote for freedom and bettering for our country. For the sake of our country. For the yeah, sake of our country. Yeah, they're telling you no. That's a huge problem. I mean, no, I'm saying, Billy's saying, wake up for the sake of our country, for the sake of our the next generation, for our kids who are going to, like, I, I, you know, I'm closer to checking out of here than Billy is, but, you know, I, I want to prepare the ground for my, my kids who are about to have kids. You know, for the sake of your kids who are about to have kids, for the sake of your grandkids, save our country. Recognize that the, the stuff that they're, they're spewing, there's lies that are being spewed out. Recognize, do your own research. Look at it and find out what the lie is. And then also hold their feet to the fire. Hold them accountable for what they're saying and what they say they're going to do. Don't buy into this, this, this subterfuge that's, that's got our eyes off the target. The target is freedom, and they're taking away from us piece by piece. There's a political class who's saying, we know better. You go do your own thing. Go go, go out and play, and, we, and let the adults take care of things. That's what's happening right before our eyes, and it's got to stop. And I really believe that this election, this midterm election, when we actually move everything in this, this other direction, that we finally have an opportunity now to say, okay, now that we've got the reins back, we're going to hold people's feet to the fire and tell them, do what's right. Sounds good to me. Episode 122. I love that number. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Peace.